Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. When it comes to big or small projects around the home, Tony and Corey have got the know-how and the answers to make your life just a bit easier. Here they are, your Weekend Warriors, Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. I'm Corey Valdez. And I'm Tony Cookston. Thanks for tuning in with us today. We've got a great show lined up for you. Uh, today on the, on the show, we're going to talk about uh, something we've all done. Or will do. Or will do. Depending on your age or your experience. You know, I'm going to go on a limb and say that everyone has done this. <laughs> Everybody that's listening to this show, you're going out on a limb and saying they've done this. I, I would. Well, okay. I mean, I, I'm going to back you up. I feel like you're wrong, but I'm going to back you up. I bet you 99.9% of all of the people listening let's, have done this. Let's narrow it down a little bit. Um, a large portion of the people listening to this show have planned this and and have uh, su- succeeded, right? Another portion of the people listening have been a part of it in one way or another. Okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> We're going to talk about it because it's a part of life. It's something that everybody has to deal with at one point or several points or another uh, throughout life. And there are tips and tricks that make it easier and, um, you know, a little less painful, I feel I feel like. And so we're going to cover some of those things today. And, uh, and we're going to talk about some things that go along with that. And uh, I feel like we're keeping this a big secret. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> you know, if, uh, if I had to guess, if I was listening and I had to guess what we were talking about, I would, I would have no idea. No idea, but uh, I'll go ahead and say it. We're going to talk about moving. (laughs) In the sense that we're talking about moving your primary residence to become a primary residence in another place. And in some cases, that's down the road. And in some cases, that's in another state or potentially even in another country. And obviously, there's a lot of things that go along with that. Um, But we just want to talk about some of the things. This I've moved a relative of mine recently, actually in the last couple of weeks, um, I helped my sister-in-law move from uh, her previous home to her new home. And, uh, and we utilized a lot of these tips and tricks that we're going to talk about today. And I'll tell you what, uh, they really can make what would otherwise be a super challenging task easier. And when you think about moving, sometimes you think, oh, it's not that big of a deal just going to get that stuff packed in boxes and throw it in the back of a truck and take it to another place and unpack it and we're done. Well, I'll tell you, that is the worst thing you could do. I have done that. I have moved a lot. I mean, you've probably moved a lot over the years, but I've moved at least, at least 12 times. Wow. Personally, I have moved myself personally 12 times. And when you throw everything into the back of a pickup truck, you call up your friends and say, hey, bring, you know, truck guy, come over here. <laughs> and you just lo- start loading everything. That is the worst thing you can do. It's the least expensive thing that you can yeah, do. It's the least expensive. But I tell you what, when you get there and have to unpack, especially later in life when you have a lot more things, you know, in college, sure. But, but now, the last time we moved, it was very organized. And uh, we... You know, we've done the show before, so I took a lot of those tips, and it went so much more smoothly. Um, I'm glad that we talk about this. And then you end up with um, less damaged stuff. And here's the thing. As you get older, like Corey and I, and you collect more things, like you said, those things that you collect tend to be more expensive things. And now suddenly it's even more important that uh, you 
handle them with care and and take all of that into consideration before the move a long time before the actual day that it's going to happen so we're going to talk about preparation we're going to talk about execution we're going to talk about things that you you know sometimes forget uh and, and all that stuff and then and then we're going to also talk um about organization yeah you know the the best time to organize your life is r- right after a move as soon as you get into your new house you know, there's there's nothing better than to take all of your stuff because it's already out of your closet and and put it away the way that you want it put away, the way that makes most sense. Uh, for some people, that's daunting. Uh, I know when uh, we went through our kitchen remodel, uh, personally, we had to take everything out and we lived out of our living room. Our kitchen was our in our living room. And uh, the ability to build our kitchen the way that we wanted it made it really nice organiz you know organizingly speaking uh was is that a word or- organizationally Organi- speaking thank you organizationally <laughs> speaking Organ- that's hard word to say yeah organizationally speaking um you know being able to put things where uh we designed them to go but not everybody has that ability right you know you're moving into something that is is already there so utilizing that space properly um putting things where they should go i think is going to help so we'll talk about that and planning ahead for that right so you at the point that you decide this is the place where i'm going if you've decided on the place that you're going then you probably know what it looks like you know how big the rooms are how many closets there are how many rooms there are and all of that space is something you take into consideration ahead of time and you can start to plan how things are going to go in. And, and we're not just talking about where you're putting stuff, but maybe you're altering the closet before you start to put your stuff in there. Maybe you're adding some closet organization type, type items, or maybe you're organizing the cabinets in the kitchen or the cabinets in the bathroom. Maybe you're changing the way you store things in the pantry or in the laundry room. There's all of these things that you can... Plan ahead, make these changes when you move in, before you put all your stuff away. And uh, and if you just haven't given those things thought, then what happens is you move in and you put things away and then you have to take all those things back out of that space in order to make the changes that you want to make. Proper planning ahead will allow you to do that all in one fell swoop. So that's what we're going to be talking about that as well as all the other stuff. Absolutely. So uh, should we get right into it? Talk about a little of uh, moving. Well, let's talk a little bit about work. Let's talk a little bit about what types of problems you can be facing if you don't if you don't put enough thought into the move. And here's a primary example. Um, We were moving my brother from from Federal Way, Washington to Oregon. Right. And um, and we were driving down I-5 um, from Washington and we had the couches and the chairs in the back of the pickup truck and they were really strapped in good and tight. I know because it was me and my brothers that strapped them in. And you know, as good as we felt like we did flying down that freeway, yeah, couch came out. Wow. And you know what happens when a couch hits the freeway at about 65 miles an hour? (laughs) I've never seen it. (laughs) Well, let's just say you're not fixing it and putting it back in the family room, right? It was ruined. It's donezo. And that's if, that's even if the car behind you doesn't hit it. Could you imagine plowing into a couch on the freeway (laughs) at 65 miles an hour? No. And here's the thing. We laugh about it, right? But it's super dangerous. And... 
Um, so making sure that you have um, given it all the thought, you've considered the right size vehicle, you've considered the right people to do the job, you've considered, you know, who, um, who understands the nuances of that uh, as well as maybe the next person. And all of these things have to be considered when the time comes to choose how you're going to do it. We got to take a quick break. When we come back, more specifics and tips and tricks on moving and organization. You're listening to Tony and Corey, your weekend warriors. Don't go away. back fellow weekend warriors hope you're having a great day tony and i are talking about moving on the show today we uh we want to go through some tips and tricks on things that uh you can do or should be doing eight weeks six weeks four weeks before the move even happens who gets eight weeks i mean let's assume that um you're moving out of the home that you're living in or the apartment that you're living in and um maybe you've uh, maybe you're selling if you're selling your home, Corey, and buying a new home, do you really get eight weeks to prepare for the move? <laughs> no. I mean, eight weeks Not is in a this long market. time. Two yeah. months, right? In this market, you don't. You certainly don't. You get uh, usually two weeks, three weeks, tops. And that's because everybody's anxious to get the deal closed, right, and and uh, get the project, get the whole thing going on. Um so yeah, you maybe do you don't get that kind of time. Maybe you have to to cram all that stuff into a shorter period of time, which I think ultimately re- results in what we know moving to be in our past, not really properly prepared for, right? <laughs> Thrown together. Yeah. Call your friends at the I, last minute. I'll tell you what, uh, whenever I get a phone call from somebody who says, "Hey, I need you to help me move." My first question is, "Is everything packed?" It's my first question. Yeah, because, you know, most people, when they say, hey, can you help me move? Sure, what day? Saturday. Okay, sweet. You show up, and nothing's packed. Or a lot of things aren't they, packed. So they didn't mean to ask you to help them move. They, they meant to help you. Ask you to help them pack. Help them pack. Yeah. I mean, that is a reality. I've helped a lot of people move, and for the most part, you know, you show up, and they're like, oh, just throw it in baskets. Just just put the, yeah, here's a box. Just put whatever. And it's like, no. And you know what? It's not just them. It's everybody. It's us because I helped you move twice, and uh, both times that I helped you move, I felt like I was coming to help you move, but ultimately I was coming to help you also finish packing. And you know what always ends up being the last thing that gets packed is the garage. Oh yeah, the garage. You know, you're in the house, you're packing clothes, you're packing dishes, you're packing the bathrooms, right? But in the end, the garage is the thing because there's so many things in the garage that don't fit in a box. You know, you have to find a way to move all of those awkward shaped items like the lawnmower, right? And uh, and and those things that are just not fitting in a box. So so that the first you could fit a lawnmower in a box. 
Most of them come in a box when you buy them. <laughs> sure, they're, but they don't fit in a box anymore. Uh, so, yeah, so here's let's start with tip number one. I feel like tip number one, whenever it is that you get a chance to start preparing, tip number one is decide what you're going to keep, decide what you're going to sell. A garage sale is a good way. Decide what you're going to give away, right? Donate to uh, Salvation Army or Goodwill or Habitat for Humanity. Um or uh, and decide what you're going to throw away. And these 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 big things, these big decisions are always hard, right? You never want to part with stuff, but there's some things you, you need to get through. And if you can make the decision early on, then those are things you don't have to pack and decide you're going to get rid of later. That can save you time and money, and making that decision early on is the best way to go. Yeah. No, that that makes perfect sense, you know, especially with the uh you know the this the keeping, the selling um, you know, I had said during the break, we were both talking about, you know, having a garage sale. A garage sale is a great thing to do, but if you're in the middle of winter, you know, it's a little more difficult because you're either a, you're truly having a garage sale, you know, where you have people coming in, or you can also have what's called an estate sale, you know, where people peruse through your house. I don't like doing that. I don't want um, anybody walking through my house there that are, I don't know. There are a couple apps out there now called um, OfferUp. That's an that's an app on your phone. Or LetGo. You've maybe seen commercials on those, those yeah, apps. Yeah, I have. Uh, they work pretty well. You can list things on there for sale. You can use Craigslist. Uh, Facebook even has uh, community apps that you can list things for sale. And uh, they work pretty well. My wife uses them all the time. A uh, couple things, you know, odds and ends around the house that we just don't need. We want to declutter, get rid of. Uh, we put them on there, and they usually disappear pretty quick. Yeah, that's that's smart. It, and then, of course, there's a lot of things you want to donate, right? You, this is a good opportunity for you to, when you're packing clothes, to decide, ah, oh, that doesn't fit me anymore, or that's just, you know, um, that's just not something that that fits my style these days, right? There's not uh, really a hand-me-down opportunity. Obviously, hand-me-downs. Uh, is a good way to get rid of things, right? There's always somebody out there that you know that's looking for something like that. But going through your clothes and your dishes, those two things are big. Your clothes and your dishes, you're always upgrading those things and holding on to uh, the old stuff, not a good way to go, especially if you're about to move. Because again, you're trying to right size and have um, have a fresh start going forward in your new place. Well, you know, like somebody like me, you know, I, I got to keep my... Uh my husky clothes, I guess I'll call them. <laughs> my my uh my Thanksgiving clothes. <laughs> I'll keep those and then I'll have my summer weight clothes. I don't I don't know, it's difficult because you know, my rule of thumb uh which I learned a long time ago is if you haven't worn it in a year, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Dump it. Mm-hmm. Um I I as I get older I don't follow that rule as closely, you know, because <laughs> yeah. I think to myself, man, I'm going to fit in those pants again next summer. Mm-hmm. Or, man, these are running big right now, but I know after uh, Thanksgiving and they might fit again. Uh, that, that's my world. I, you know, that, that's maybe not for everybody. Well, here's another one. Shoes, right? You wear shoes until they're not as comfortable. You get a new pair of shoes and then those shoes become your... Lawn mowing shoes. Yeah, your lawn mowing shoes. But what about your lawn mowing shoes you had before those? 
Yeah, those go in the garbage. Yeah, it's time to get rid of those. I, I'm the worst. I have so many pairs of shoes that I, I should have gotten rid of a bunch before. The time to do that is the, the time that you're moving is a great opportunity to do that. Obviously, that goes right along with organizing. You can have so much more space in your closet if you get rid of the stuff that you're just not using. Here's the thing that you need to think about the last time you moved. Do you have a box of stuff in your possession that you packed the last time you moved. And hasn't been opened? And hasn't been opened. Yikes. I'll bet you do. I mean, I don't know. I know for a fact I do. I have a box of tools in my garage that I still have not unpacked. I guarantee you almost everything in that box I probably don't need. Yeah. Or I've bought again because I couldn't find it. Yeah. Keep, sell, give, or trash. That's the that's the first difficult decision that you have to make when you're planning your move, right? And, um, and so you got to get that done. Yeah. These, I mean, you need to get it done several, like two months before you think about moving. If you're thinking about listing your house, now's the time to do it. Right. Not, not when you, when you list it and then somebody buys it right away and they give you two weeks to get out. Right. I mean, that's just too compact. Another really good tip is to create a budget for your move. There's a lot of expenses that I think people don't realize are coming up or you just don't give the, the proper amount of thought to it. And when you're deciding what your budget's going to be, of course, you have to decide, are you using your buddies or are you hiring a professional mover? How do you decide if you need to have a professional mover? Do you decide by how many really big expensive things do I have that need to be moved that I want to be moved properly? Or I want it to be somebody else's responsibility if it gets broken or is it just a money thing? You know, it's less expensive to just have friends over and use them. Um, to rent a moving van. Yeah, yeah what sure. is What is the cost difference between renting your own moving van and having somebody that can drive one of those big trucks or just hiring somebody to do all the work for you? I know you've done both, so you have a unique perspective on that. In your opinion, is it worth the money to spend to have professional movers move your home? If you have the money, absolutely. Um, you know, the last time I moved, you did help me move some things, but we hired a company uh, to move it. We packed it. You can also hire people to pack your house. Um, that gets astronomical. I mean, I, I, my brother did that when he moved across the country and his company paid for it. But I think overall, it is definitely worth paying somebody. But you have to do your homework. Right. And in addition to that, there's an opportunity to do a little bit of both. Because you pay the movers by the hour, so if they do some and you do some, you can save a little bit of money there. Well, and I got a good story about that. All right, we'll be talking about that some more when we come back. Don't go away, folks. You're listening to Tony and Corey, Your Weekend Wars. We'll be right back. Built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Welcome back. Are you planning on moving? Are you selling your house anytime soon? Is your lease coming up? Is it time to get out of that tiny apartment into something that's uh, more comfortable? But the but the whole 
object of moving is just ominous. That's what we're talking about today. Absolutely. Or, or if you're downsizing. Oh, yeah. A lot of people are downsizing yeah. these days. Kids are out, married, or in college, and you're looking for something a little bit smaller. But the move is the thing that you've got to get, you want to get right, right? You don't want to spend that extra time or that extra money. You just want it done, and you want it done right, and you want it done fast. Well, there's things that you can do to prepare yourself for the move, and that's what we're talking about today. Yeah, before the break, I had mentioned I have a story because uh, researching your moving company, if you choose to, to hire a moving company to come in and either pack you and or pack and move you, uh, research, 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 do your homework. Um, we hired a group of guys to move our house uh, last time. We had packed everything. They loaded it into a van, and they actually put it in a storage unit. We were homeless for a little while. Uh, we had to stay in our in-laws' apartment uh, downtown while they were wintering, you know. And uh, <laughs> so all of our stuff was in a, mo- in, in a storage unit. So my point is, or sorry, my story is we hired the same company. They came out with three guys. They fit everything, our entire house, in one moving van. We went over to the storage unit, they unloaded it, and they did it quick. And it cost me, I don't know, 500 bucks for one van. And they charge you by the hour. So I hired the same company to move us from the moving van from the, or from storage, the, for yeah. the, from the storage unit to our new home that we bought. And the guy rolls up and he's like, ooh, yeah, this is probably going to be like uh, four, maybe five van loads. And if I didn't, if I was none the wiser... I would have said, oh, okay. You know, I guess that's going to cost me three grand. But uh, knowing the fact that we fit everything in, you know, I stopped him in his tracks. I said, oh, no, we will fit everything in this one van and you will get it done in three hours or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, so it really saved my bacon and I helped. I did. I, I was in there moving boxes and loading the van and, and, uh, and really helping because that saved me. A ton of money. But even if you weren't helping, like maybe you weren't uh, physically cap- capable or, or able to do any of the moving, just being there and keeping an eye on the whole progress of the of the thing, that keeps, at least you know that the van is getting full and not leaving half full and, and ultimately costing you more money because they have to make a trip and come back and make a trip and come back, right? Yeah, you definitely want to be there. Even if you're uh, you're not capable of helping, you definitely want to be there watching them like a hawk. Yeah. You know, they're damaging stuff. The guys actually, uh, in my case, they dropped boxes and broke uh, an entire box of picture frames. And unfortunately, you can't go after them. I had to sign a thing saying that we are not responsible for any of this stuff. Yeah. And uh, it was a real bummer because it cost me a couple hundred dollars in really nice picture frames. But what I love about this story is that you had two full experiences. One where the guys came, equipped, they were quick, uh, it, cost you, it cost you the minimal amount of money and everything went super smooth. And then an, an instance where it didn't. So uh, manage your, managing your expectations when it comes to hiring a mover also is another thing to keep in mind, right? You need to understand that there is a possibility something can get broken, but that's the risk that you take when you're when you're you know choosing not to do the work yourself. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, so and those are the sorts of things you have to think about at least two months before. I mean, you got to start researching the stuff. You got to start thinking about it well before. Um, even moving closer, you know, 
we're talking about things like actually selling your stuff. And I was talking about those apps a little earlier. Yeah. Like, um, what was it called? Oh, let it go, let go, and then offer up Craigslist, um, Facebook. All of these have options to sell your stuff, and they work really well. Right. So we talked about building a budget and including in the budget whether or not you're hiring a professional or having friends over. If you have decided that whichever way that it is, you need to make sure that you have prepared the, you know, the yourself for the amount of money that it's going to cost you to do those things. Right. You need to decide, am I buying new boxes, bubble wrap, tape or tape guns, Um, uh, all of the things that are required, you know, just simply to put your things in boxes and get them moved. Uh, the cost of a rental van or a moving company to move it. If you're going to have friends help you, like Corey has uh, in some cases, and like I have, prepare to feed those people. If you're going to have them come over in the morning, have some snacks for them, right? Uh, prepare to feed them lunch or even dinner if it takes all day. Don't forget to to uh, prepare for fuel. Fuel is a big expense depending on how far you're moving. Um and so these are things that you want to uh, ha- know that you're going to have to spend that money and be prepared for that as you're getting closer to it. Here's a tip I would give you. If you're if you're having a friend come over, because I've, be, I've been this guy, I was the truck guy. All my friends would invite me over to use my truck. And it is a very nice thing at the end of the day to just fill their gas tank up. Yeah. Just fill the entire thing up, even if you use, you know, a quarter um, of it. Yeah. You know, just just fill it up for them. Yeah, it's you're right. You got to take care of the people that are taking care of you. If they've agreed to come and help you move, you need to take care of them. Keep them fed, keep fuel in their tank, and and, and try not to you know try not to damage uh, whatever it is that they bring to help you. Right, uh, give them regular breaks and, and all that stuff. Don't be a slave driver. Right, be uh, be appreciative of their help and be conscientious of how they're feeling and all that stuff. Sure. So that's that's important. You want to still have friends after you move uh, if you choose to go <laughs> that route. Yeah, I'd, I'd say if you don't lose at least one friend moving, you're not doing it right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so that's, that's another big uh, decision that you have to make. Here's another one, Corey, the timeline, right? You've been talking about how early you're getting started to prepare and all these things that you need to do. Um, you need to make sure that you, you have a timeline set out so that you can follow it and make sure that things are getting done. If at the end of the first week of preparation, right. And you've only got one or two or three weeks left, uh, make sure that you set yourself goals to have things accomplished. Uh, otherwise you find yourself still packing boxes, uh, in the 11th hour and, uh, it slows down the moving process, which slows down the time that you arrive in the new place. And then of course you've got the first night is always going to be really tough, but you can make the first night in your new place easier if you've planned properly ahead of time. So make yourself a budget, make yourself a timeline, uh, give yourself goals to accomplish and then try to meet those goals. Well, you want to start doing your reservations too. Uh, If you know for a fact you're moving on a specific date, call and get, if you're renting a truck, call and rent that truck call the moving company. These a lot of these places aren't just readily available or the the moving trucks are rented out. Uh, you got to be on top of it. And you got to rent it out now so that way it's available when you need it. So here's a really good tip. Um you're 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 packing boxes, right? You've bought big and small boxes. Obviously you want to use smaller boxes for heavier smaller items because filling a big box full of books 
is not doing your buddies yeah, any I did, favors. I did that. That was dumb. Uh, because, you know, you can you can really hurt your back or at least at the very least you're going to be super sore at the end of the day. Right. So smaller boxes for heavier things and larger boxes for lighter things. Um, but as you're packing boxes, it's a smart idea to pack them by the room and load them in the truck by the room. Then you don't have people grabbing boxes off of the truck when you're moving in and going to all different places in the house or trying to figure out where they're supposed to be going, right? Then uh, they'll be pulling boxes off room by room, and then you're, it makes it a lot easier and faster, more organized. Well, that's a really good tip, especially if you're paying a moving company to move you by the hour. Again, my, my, uh, my experience with this moving company that we used the last time um, every, the guys would grab one box. They'd grab one box off the truck and say, where does this go? And I'd say, that one goes in the bedroom. And they'd pull another box and they go, where's this one go? <laughs> well, that one goes in the kitchen. Yeah. Where's this one go? Yeah. I mean, by, after a while, I was like, put them all in the garage. Yeah. I'm not going to pay a thousand dollars for you to walk around my house, figuring out where to put these boxes. Yeah. You know, so if you are going to label them, write very big letters. On all sides, if possible. Yeah. You know, bedroom, kitchen, bathroom. So you know, they know, everybody knows where they go. Yeah. Properly marked boxes, very important uh, as well, obviously. Um, okay. So so you've packed room by room, right? This is important. You need to have an essentials box, right? Or maybe it takes two essentials boxes. Boxes that are going to help you get through night one. Because let's be honest, you're going to show up at the house, you got all the stuff, and you're wiped out from a long day of moving. In some cases, it goes later than you thought it was going to. You need to have some things in that box that you're not searching for. Toothbrush, teddy bear. Do you know what those things are? We've got a list of uh, some super essential things for that box, and we'll cover that as soon as we come back from the break. Hey, welcome back, fellow Weekend Warriors. Thanks for staying with us. Today on the show, we're talking about uh, moving, and uh, we're, we're giving up some uh, moving tips. And uh, before the break, we were talking about putting together an essentials box yeah, or a uh, an overnight bag, kind of. I mean, essentially, you are you need all of the things that you would need if you were going somewhere and you, you don't have anything. Well, and then including some other things. Like most places that you'd go, you'd have at least toilet paper. Oh yeah, but you won't have that, right? You need a there's a there's a lot of things inside there. I mean, if, toilet paper is one big one, right? There's going to be a toilet, but there might not be those things that need to be with it. Uh, a shower curtain. You want to shower in the morning? You're not going to have a shower curtain, maybe in your new place. Yeah, something to think about there. Yeah, shampoo and of course, uh, um, you know, all of those other toiletries that you need in the bathroom regularly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, those are really good things to keep in an essentials box. Here's another one: pet food. Right. These things that you're used to having at your, you know, right at your fingertips. And now suddenly you find yourself in a new place 
on day one and these things are packed somewhere, right? You don't necessarily need to find paprika on the first day in your new house, but uh, you're definitely going to want to be able to find, you know, aspirin or Tylenol or something like that. So oh, yeah. a medicine, uh, you know, your some things from your medicine cabinet, maybe a first aid kit would be a good thing to have in your essentials box. You know, what would be the first thing that you would unpack? Your essentials box. <laughs> in this case, that's the advice uh, that we're giving you. Um, because yeah, you're, you, that's the thing. You're going to have to make that decision. What's the, where do you want to start? Are you going to start by unpacking the bedroom or the kitchen or, uh, I'd say the bedroom, you know, that, that's a good, that's after a long day of moving. That's the last, the, the last thing I want to do is just get into bed. Yeah. Here's another one. Uh, your coffee maker, maybe. I mean, a lot of people want to have coffee. Maybe you go to the store and get some instant coffee, but you got to have a coffee cup. I mean, you don't want to be searching through kitchen boxes to try to find a coffee cup so that you can have a cup of coffee on your first morning in your new place. Well, and this is, again, this is where it really pays to label everything that you put in your boxes. It is, uh, as many times as I've moved, you can't label enough. You know, that one thing that you're looking for, you know, even three, four, five days into your new house, you know, you really need that one thing. I really need that one pot. Right. You know, because I'm making dinner and I need this one pot and it's in one of these 12 boxes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's really frustrating because especially if you've had somebody helping you pack. Yeah, because you just can't remember. You can't rely on your memory to tell you where those things are going to be found. So it's a good idea to plan. Again, we've been talking about planning, pre-preparation. What are some of the things that you're going to need on your first day? Here's another little tip for your essentials box. Um, Instead of just packing it away with everything else, that, that place where you keep those important things, your, your passports or your birth certificates or, um, document your insurance documents or other things that are super important documents your 1981 Barry Bonds rookie card yeah that one you're uh, the title to your vehicle right those types of Wait, things was Barry Bonds even in 1980 probably not I don't know I made that up <laughs> um, but these are these are things that d- to consider ahead of time and make sure that you've got them in a place where you know you can find them. obviously every box can't be an essentials box but you can have one or two or three that get put into a primary spot and you know you can get at those first and they have important things in them. Yeah, because remember this. The first thing that goes into the truck is the last thing that comes out. Yeah. The last thing that goes in is the first thing that comes out. Right. A lot of people forget that. You know, you just want to start loading it up. But think about it. Think about those things that you want first. You know, the, if you're if if you load things in according to, you know, the how your house, your new house is set up, if you think about it smart, You'll put all of the things together that are packed together, and you'll put the the things in the furthest end of the house. Like if your bedroom's in the back corner, you want to unpack that out of the truck first, put them in last. Yeah. So here's something else to be thinking about, right? If you're leaving, this is primarily important for somebody who maybe is going out of state or even further, right? Um, Things that you're not thinking about, things that are commonly forgotten, right? I like to think of some of these things as off-site inventory like clothes at the dry cleaners. If you're you're going about normal life as you're preparing, right? You still have to have things cleaned at the dry cleaners. And then here you packed up everything and you're on your way and you forgot clothes that were at the dry cleaners. You or, get to Texas and you're like, crap. 
<laughs> um, veterinary, veterinary clinic files for your pet or maybe even medical records. Sometimes I think you can have medical records transferred from one doctor to another. But if that may or may not be the case, I don't know. You'd have to check into that. But it's certainly something to think about when you're, uh, when you're preparing your move. Well, and that kind of goes along with uh, one of the other tips I was thinking of is change all of your addresses. Get all of those in line because um, it's not just filling out a change of address form with the post office. Yes, you need to do that. And yes, you need to do that well before the day you move. I still get mail for the previous owners that lived here. And that was three years ago. Yeah. So they didn't do their due diligence in calling their credit card companies, their AAA, you know, membership, their banks, their doctor's offices, their insurance providers, their lawyers. You know what I mean? They still get mail from so many different places. And I try to return to sender some of it that looks important. Yeah. You know, a lot of it is uh, circular stuff, you know, ads and whatnot. But yeah, it's important. Think about those things. Everything that you get in the mail that you think about that's important, call them and change your address. Say, as of, you know, December 10th, this will be my new address. Yeah. Here's another tip, a really good one. If you're like Corey and you squirrel things away because you don't want them to get stolen by anybody, don't forget to look for your spare keys that are hidden and uh, any hidden valuable items that you might have squirreled away in like a you know, behind your bookcase that opens that nobody knows opens or in that uh, what looks like a ice cube tray, but it's actually, you know, full of money, di diamonds and jewels, <laughs> right? Like that's where Corey keeps all of his valuables. That's the worst in his place freezer. you can keep spare cash. Everybody, apparently, according <laughs> to robbers, the first place they check is the freezer. Really? They just reach in the freezer, grab the ice trays, dump it in their bag well, full no, of they, jewels. Well, no, they'll rifle through <laughs> your freezer. I guess if you were going to store cash in your freezer, you'd probably want to store it between a couple slabs of steaks or something. So it looks like meat. <laughs> I don't know. Here's a couple of things, quickly, that you don't want to pack. Okay? What do you not pack? It's a good idea to keep blankets out, like uh, maybe older blankets or or maybe some older comforters keep those out of the boxes and use those when you're packing your stuff now if you've hired a professional they're going to come with blankets if you rented a truck the truck oftentimes will have a bag in the back that's got blankets in it and you can use them but they charge you you know they put one of those little tags on it a zip tie zip tag ties. and if the tag's broken you get charged extra for the blankets just to use them so think about that you can save a little bit of money use your own blankets to pack your stuff and, uh, and that's a, that'll save you some boxes you don't have to carry. Well, speaking of boxes, a smart thing to do well before you need to move and well before you need to start packing is start collecting boxes. Especially if you know, I'm going to be selling my house in, I'm going to list it in a month or in two months. You know for a fact this is happening. Or your lease is coming up due. Start collecting boxes now. Call yeah. your grocery stores, you know, call those places that, you know, just call around. Yeah. Start asking people where you get boxes. Another good place to get boxes is Craigslist. Yeah. It, keep in mind, you're going to get boxes. Some of them are going to be really good. Some of them are going to be not necessarily that good. Um, but a tape gun with tape that can help you reinforce any box that you have will make a, a maybe a questionable box a good box. Well, here's a tip for that. Don't buy cheap packing tape. Buy the decent stuff. I'm, I'm not kidding you. The, those six packs you buy at the uh, 
at the U-Haul store or whatever, a lot of those are so cheap and they they rip. They're not very sticky and not very strong. They're terrible. Yeah. I don't recommend buying them at all. Yeah. Here's the last thing you don't pack and take with you, Corey. Garage door opener. So many people take it with them. You got to leave that. The people need to be able to get into the garage. <laughs> all right. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, more moving tips and organization. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. If you haven't already, go check us out on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Show. Uh, if you ever, ever miss a show and you want to listen to us on podcast, uh, just go to the pod, your podcasting software. I think we're on Apple for sure. And I think tune in. Oh, there's lots of them. I found it on CastBox. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's out there. You can absolutely find it. And if not, you can find it on PAR's website at www.par.com. Yep. Just click on the Weekend Warriors link. So today on the show, we've been talking about moving, uh, you know, something we all go through, even Weekend Warriors. I think most Weekend Warriors probably, uh, pack everything themselves. They <laughs> load it all themselves. You know, Tony's got a toy hauler, so I just, you know, hey, come on over, bring that Yeah, thing. stuff that thing full, you bet. <laughs> but, uh... You know, there's a lot of things that you uh, you don't think about. You know, last minute you're you're putting things together and everything's scrambling and everybody's stressed out. Uh, but uh, if you take a take a step back, start thinking about it way ahead of time. Uh, we've got some really good tips for you. I know that uh, I was involved in a move uh, years ago, and um, we uh, everybody packed up all the vehicles at one time, right? And we all took off and headed. Uh, to the new place and we got to the new place and one truck uh, wasn't there for a while finally we got them on the phone and we're like hey what's going on you guys stopped for lunch or what and they're like oh we don't know where you're at (laughs) they didn't have uh, the right address or they didn't know the place that they were supposed to be going Uh, you know it's a good idea to make sure everybody's on the same page of course make sure everybody has a map sometimes you have a late arrival you didn't know if they were going to show to help or not and uh, sometimes they don't get all the information have a little group meeting maybe ahead of time uh, make sure everybody knows where they're going and um, you know how many trips you intend to make all that stuff if you've got a plan if you thought about it ahead of time you can avoid those uh, little mishaps yeah one thing to keep in mind too is uh, talk to your insurance agent and see what is covered and how it's covered um, I have a my wife has a friend who had uh, moved from California to here and on their way up the moving van was stolen Oh my goodness. They lost everything. Every single thing they owned was gone. Wow. So they had to somehow prove everything that they owned and try and get reimbursed for it. It was a nightmare. So uh, if you think about it, uh, take pictures, you know, take an inventory of all of the things you have in your home. That seems like a very daunting task. I, I think you're right. But uh, I mean, but that would benefit well, at least you. The big stuff. That would benefit you in a lot of ways. What if you were to lose all of your things in a fire? Or or we're in a flood, right? Uh, you'd still need to be able to 
to um, have documentation of what you own. So it's probably a good rule of thumb to have that anyways. I, I know that uh, people that have a lot of collectibles, like maybe a comic book collection. Or milk glass. Or milk glass collection. Those things can be worth a lot of money. Um, it's a good idea to have some sort of a, a document, a digital maybe document of the things that you own. And um, so that you can share that with the insurance company in case of a tragic loss. That yeah, would I be would, bad. I would talk to your insurance agent well before. Find out what's covered. You know, how much. You know, your your policies only go to a certain point. And after that, I mean, they're, they're like, no, we're not paying for that. Homeowners insurance cover you even if you're not in a home? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I believe they would. No, you sold that home. <laughs> your insurance is down the road, buddy. Sorry. Yeah, I can't imagine. That would be uh, that would be rough. But uh, I bet you, I guarantee you, you can walk through your house with a camera, take pictures of just about everything, and upload it to a cloud somewhere. And be done with it. Yeah. Well, it's a good tip. That's a good thing. To, uh, you certainly wouldn't want to be um, losing all your stuff and not be able to, you know, prove what you had. Yeah. So uh, going going with some more packing tips. Um, one thing that I always have available, you know, we we actually have it at par. I keep a roll in my my par lumber truck. Is a, a roll of shrink wrap, mm-hmm. and that stuff is amazing. Mm-hmm. I I always have. I try to get a bigger roll, like a. Uh, one of those 18-inch or 20-inch rolls, and even the 4-inch rolls are fantastic. Um, you know, keeping your pillows on your couch, uh, just shrink wrap the whole thing together. Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. It, it works just like tape, except it's not sticky, and it doesn't leave a, a messy residue behind, It's uh, and it's really strong. Yeah, or anything like, uh, think of like an armoire that has doors, you don't want them flopping open and, you know, banging or... Um, you know, as you're moving, how, how many times has that happened? Oh, Something yeah. flung over, like the refrigerator door flings open and smacks you in the face. Or the <laughs> that has happened. <laughs> or the I mean. drawers on your uh, yeah, dresser. Fl- or, you know, fall or out, yeah. lay yeah. on your toes. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, shrink wrap's a good idea. Uh, here's another one, Corey, as long as you're talking about uh, packing tips, right? Packing tips. We saw um, on the internet, which is packing tape. We were talking about not chintzing on the packing tape. Well, here's going a step further than that. They sell packing tape that's labeled. Like, you've seen caution tape, right? Yeah. And uh, this is labeled with your rooms. So kitchen packing tape, bedroom one packing tape, master bedroom packing tape, bathroom packing tape. Uh, you could tape... That's ingenious. And tape the individual boxes with that tape, and and uh, there's not going to be a question of where that box goes for sure. It's all over it. Yeah, that's a very good, uh, that's a very good idea. Yeah, I like that. I, I mean, I don't know how expensive it is, but... Seems like uh, somebody's making a, a dime on that, <laughs> okay. for sure. Um, here's another tip. Uh, we were talking earlier about taking pictures of all your stuff. Um, think about all the electronics behind your TV in, in your stereo system. How long did it take you to set that up? Or did you have someone set it up? Yeah. You know, my father-in-law, he has to have people come in and set it up because he doesn't know how it all goes together. He's like, I don't want to know. Just set it up. <laughs> I don't know. And I don't want to know, <laughs> but it's, it's a uh, rather easy. If you snap a picture of it and that way you can reference that when you get to your new house, put it right back the way it was. It's just like a puzzle, right? Yeah. A picture puzzle. I actually enjoy doing that sort of stuff. So it's fun for me. Uh, here's a good one. And I don't think a lot of people already have thought about this, but if, when you're packing things that are liquid inside of a container and the same thing goes, if you're, if you're just packing a suitcase to go on a trip, uh, if you're packing something that's liquid, shampoo, hand lotion, uh, whatever it might be, cologne, put those things in a Ziploc bag 
so that um, it, it, in case that box is dropped and something breaks, you don't end up with, uh, you know, an entire wardrobe that smells like Eter- NyQuil eternity <laughs> no that happened to me <laughs> or, or, or that, that did happen to Ralph me. Lauren or something we, we went on a this wasn't moving but we went on a trip and uh we got to the the uh, hotel I pulled out my duffel bag mm-hmm. and the whole thing was dripping with minty flavored NyQuil because <laughs> I kind of had a cold I was getting over yeah <laughs> so I had to go immediately go up to the laundry area and wash my entire bag of clothes but the minute we got there it was terrible that is funny that's very funny i actually have another really good tip for packing mm-hmm. um ziploc baggies you can't have enough ziploc baggies um i used these last time i moved um on everything you know the hardware for your curtains i would put all of that in a ziploc baggie and i actually taped it to like my entertainment center the the or the you know the room that it goes with uh in the bedroom i taped it to our dresser so that way when we got there it was all already right there it was with the dresser we didn't have to go digging through boxes it uh that that works out really well we got to take a quick break but we'll be right back don't go away is the topic of the day welcome back welcome back hey, tony how many times have you moved in your life you think um i can count them on one hand five maybe yeah that's crazy i moved five times in college yeah well i mean so i mean i went to college and i came back but as far as moving everything you know that i owned about five times that's i mean impressive. probably i don't have a very good memory <laughs> but uh, not that many times um, I've been in the house that I'm in now for 10 plus. I was in the house before that for 10 plus and, um, and you know, a, a couple of apartments prior to that. But for the most part, I've been pretty stationary. Nice. But that's me. <laughs> I mean, you were, uh, you were, a, oh, you're a world traveler, right? You've been all over. You came from another state, a place where it snows a lot. Uh, you've, you've, you've made long moves and short moves, a lot of moves. I mean, I've, like I said, I've helped you move several times just in the time that I've known you. <laughs> I know when you learn something every single time, not what not to do. Yeah. You definitely learn what not to do. <laughs> so you had a tip about, uh, packing your closet. What's that about? Yeah, sure. You know, when you're, uh, packing your clothes that are hung up on, on hangers, uh, the easiest thing to do is take a, a group of them you know, however many will fit into a garbage bag and then grab the garbage bag by the bottom of your clothes and then lift up to the top of them, zip tie that thing. Right, and, right uh, to the hangers. Right to the hangers. And uh, you have packaged little bundles of your clothes. And then when you get to your new house, you just hang them up, take the garbage bags off. You know, don't worry about pulling them off all the hangers and folding them, putting them into boxes. Uh, that's silly. Leave them right on the hangers. Here's another tip. Use packing paper 
instead of bubble wrap. I mean, bubble wrap is expensive. Have you ever bought bubble wrap? Yeah, it is expensive. It's expensive. I mean, you can do the same thing with paper. Paper is uh, very inexpensive, especially if you can get your hands on some stacks of newspaper. Is it a problem to wrap your stuff in newspaper? Uh, I no. mean, with the print, does the print come off on your stuff? It can. I mean, you definitely want to be careful because if it does, if it gets wet at all, yeah, that ink will run. Um, I wouldn't put it near your clothes, you know, or anything that could potentially stain. But you can wrap dishes with it, right? Yeah, but you can also buy uh, packing paper that's, you know, like a heavy-duty, thick paper um, for packaging, things like that. It actually works fantastic. And the nice part about it, it's a little more environmentally friendly. You can recycle it versus bubble wrap. You kind of just have to throw it away. Yeah, but if you want to save money, get your hands on newspaper. I mean, we used to go, when I was a kid, we'd go on newspaper drives and we would get people to donate their old newspapers. We would collect that and take it to a place that recycled it, and we'd get money for it. Interesting. I'm, it was, you know, an organization like a school or a church or whatever. Sure, sure, sure. Would sure. go on a newspaper drive. So, you know, it's certainly out there. You can get your hands on it. It's less expensive. A little more legwork, maybe. Yeah. Plus, you can keep up on non-current news while you're packing your stuff. <laughs> In 1985, yeah, anyway. It's just, an, it's just an idea. It's true, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Well, uh, you know, probably a little more expensive option. Uh, have you ever used those space bags? Oh, yeah. Those things are cool. Yeah, they're you, fantastic. You can uh, use your vacuum cleaner and suck them down really tight. I mean, for a lot of good, for a lot of things, it's a really good idea. Well, we talked about blankets earlier, um, not packing your blankets because you can use those to wrap things up in, but... Um, things that take up a lot of space like comforters and blankets and clothes and those things you can put in those space bags, space bags, <laughs> Yeah, suck all that air out. And it takes up a lot smaller of a space. That's a great idea. Well, especially if you're moving any sort of real distance, you know, if you're moving hours away from home, um, or days away from home, you know, the, the amount of space they take up is so much less. Uh, you could probably save a lot of money in, the size of vehicle that you would need to move all your stuff. Yeah, it's a great idea. This is something I want to touch on. And I, I know that um, you had these. The last time I helped Corey move, um, you came up with these straps, these they really heavy duty like nylon straps. Yeah, that, they're like six inches wide. That we used to move your heavy furniture. And the thing is, is that the straps have loops and uh, there's loops at both ends, and you put them up over your shoulders, right? And the strap goes underneath. It's like uh, you wear or, it like a reverse backpack or, or like a, a baby Bjorn. Around the big uh, items that you're moving. And you don't have to, um, you don't have to lift with your back. You literally bend down, attach the strap to your shoulders, and then stand up and all of the, all of the lifting comes from your legs. Yeah, and you don't even have to have it come off the ground very high. You know, on some of those items, like we moved my washer and dryer, um, it would only come, you'd only be lifting two inches. Yeah. Those were very, very cool. I had never seen them used before. You showed up with them and you were like, hey, check these things out. And I'm like, what are we going to do with that? I know. But we tried them out and they worked so great. Yeah, they're amazing. Did I you? bought them on Amazon. Oh, so you didn't rent them. You bought them. Yeah, they were like 30 bucks on Amazon. Yeah, I don't know what they're called. Moving straps or whatever, yeah. but those things were awesome. They're literally called moving straps. Yeah. Um. Another thing, speaking of Amazon, if you have any subscription-based anything with auto ship, you know, Amazon has this option where you go on and you put, uh, you subscribe to things like uh, laundry soap. 
every two months they send you a big bottle of laundry soap. Don't forget to change the address on those things before you move. Otherwise, you'll be uh, driving back over there, knocking on the door and say, hey, did you guys get my laundry soap? <laughs> yeah. I really could use that. Yeah. Nope, never seen it. That reminds me of another, uh, maybe a reoccurring charge that you might have. You had a membership at a gym before you moved last time. And, um, and I know a lot of times those things will just continue to charge you monthly, right? You have a setup. And if you're leaving the area where your gym is, you'll want to be sure and, and turn that off. Right? Yeah, way ahead of time, too. Um, and, you know, here's a funny thing. You know, when I was a kid, not a kid, but I guess teenager, I did sign up for one of those gyms that uh, you had a contract. And they weren't necessarily charging you a monthly fee. They were selling you a membership for like five grand and then you were paying off the $29 a month fee over the course of X amount of years. Yikes. So you couldn't cancel. Right. And I don't remember, they probably don't even do this anymore, but there was a clause in the contract that if you moved more than, you know, whatever, an hour away from what their nearest gym, uh, they would let you out of the contract. Interesting. I had to fight for that one time because it showed up on my credit report. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> They're like, oh, you can't cancel that. Interesting. Something to think about. It's crazy. Yeah, that's uh, that's very... Here's something else. Kids, right? What are you doing with kids? If you've got kids in a move, um, it can be difficult to keep an eye on them while you're keeping an eye on the movers and all of your stuff or that's your going pets. around. Or your pets, yeah. You know, think about something... your cats and your dogs running around, uh, getting under your feet. You know, my I know my dogs, when I had dogs, their favorite place was to be under your foot, wherever that was. Yeah. Think about that ahead of time. Either hire a babysitter or task one of your friends with that responsibility. Um, that's another good thing to think about ahead of time. You know, the last thing you probably want to think about after you move out is cleaning up. But it's something that you need to do. And we've got a list of things that you'll need to take care of before you're out of the house for the last time. Yeah, so let's run down this list. All right, you need to fill nail holes and remove any nails or, or tacks that you've got in the wall. Clean those walls up. Yeah, with a little bit of spackle. Uh, dusting your ceiling fans. Always gets missed. It's definitely something that needs to be done. Ugh, what a mess. Cleaning your windows and sills. Cleaning yeah. your doors and knobs. Yeah, clean the switch plates and the outlets in the house. Those things get so nasty. Yeah, clean your baseboards, dust your walls, dust your ceilings, vacuum and clean your carpets. Clean the bathroom, the mirrors, the countertops, the shower, ooh, the toilet. Yeah, clean inside and outside of all your cabinets. Clean all the hard surface floors. Clean the kitchen, the countertops, the sink, and of course, the appliances. Yeah, and the last things you want to do is dust your light fixtures, wash all the linens, and uh, freshen each room with uh, maybe some spray. Yeah, absolutely. Leave the house looking the way you would want it to look when you came in. we got to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some more organizational things that you can do. And we've got Pappy. You won't want to miss that. Don't go away. We'll be right back. to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. 
Welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show built by Par Lumber. Thanks for staying with us. If you haven't already, go check out our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages. Uh, we're all uh, online at, at WWHomeShow. Uh, you can always go visit our website. It's WWHomeShow.com. Or you can go to par.com and click on the Weekend Warriors link. Uh, both Tony and I's information is on there. We'd be happy to answer your questions. You can always uh, email us at weekendwarriors at par.com. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, other thing is go hit subscribe. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'd love to have you on there. Yeah, so. there's lots of really cool stuff on there that really um, really shows you who we are and what we um, Maybe like. Maybe a little too much. What we like to spend our time doing. And, uh, and, you know, we don't take it too seriously, but there is a lot of really good tidbits and things on there that you could really enjoy. Absolutely. All right. So today on the show, we've been talking about moving. And, uh, you know, we said earlier, one of the most important parts of moving is to take care of your friends. You know, you always got the friend that has the truck. You always yeah. got the friend that comes over and helps lift the heavy stuff. You always have the friend that comes over when you're supposed to be completely packed and helps you pack boxes <laughs> because you weren't completely packed. Yes. And these friends are going to be the same friends you count on the next time you move. That's right. So here's my pro tip. As a friend who's helped another friend move multiple times. Multiple. When it comes time to food, don't buy lame Pizza. That's right. Pizza's always the go-to. It's not good. If you want to make sure those guys that help come back, you got to get barbecue. That's right, Mr. Barbecue. Hey guys, how are you? We're doing fantastic. Yeah, we're doing we're just about we're just about to put the barbecue away for the summer. Is it, oh, is not it yet. too soon? Not yet. Take it easy. No. Take it easy. We, we got another nine months. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. In fact, you know, it's funny. This weekend, I had to go and replace all of my uh, gas burning uh, in, uh, guts of the barbecue. They, they had, with all the marinades and the sauce and all that, they had, they had kind of went right through the middle. And so I had to go replace them all this weekend. So I'm all ready to go for the winter now. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so no, we don't put away barbecues. Get a cover, put it out there. Don't we got a barbecue year round around here? Okay, all right, all right. Good point. Well, good we'll point. have to take yeah. that off of our list then. Yeah, take it off. Yeah, yeah. Or find a place to put it. You know what I mean? Or build a porch cover. That's another good way. That's so it. Keep and that. then you know, put a nice little fireplace out there. You know, a little heat lamp. You're I'm, good on to go. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. Absolutely. All right. So In fact, uh, I'm looking for one of those tripod ones right now. You know, with the glass ones. Because I usually go on sale right now. I'm looking for a couple of those for the patio. Oh, okay. Oh, that is smart. Yeah, now's the time to be looking for that stuff. We were just talking about how how much you can save if you would get out there and buy the things that you need for for fall and winter now when it's less expensive. I remember expensive. a story about a certain person that went out and bought all their Christmas lights right after the Christmas holiday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that was the that best too. deal I ever got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's all set and ready to go. Anyway, I do have something for you guys today. It's going to be a little bit different. Um, you know, we usually get into some real meaty stuff, and um, this one's going to be something you can make for quite a few people. What's coming up but football, uh, oh, tailgating, yeah. things mm -hmm. like that. So what we're going to do is we're going to make a Philly cheesesteak, cheesy bread, but we're going to use whole loaves of bread and whole loaves of French bread. So what we're going to do now, I like, you know me, I'm a meaty guy, so I, I want a little bit more. The recipe really calls for like eight ounces of shaved uh, prime rib, 
And what you can do, if you have a uh, slicer at home, you can do it yourself, freeze it, slice it when it's a little bit frozen, it comes out really nice, or you can have the barber, or barber, <laughs> it must be late, um, <laughs> and you can have the meat guy uh, go down and slice it for you. And what we're going to do, we're going to get some canola oil, we're going to put it on, we're going to get the barbecue up to, you know, like the, the Green Mountain 500 degrees mm-hmm. or the Traeger at 400 degrees. We're going to put an iron skillet in there. We're going to put oil in there. We're going to put a little bit of butter in there. We're going to put the ribeye steak into there, and we're just going to let it sit there. We don't want you to move it. It's going to cook for like two, three minutes. Just let it sit there and brown because we're going to pull it off later and do something else with it. So we're going to pull that off. We're going to chop up some bell peppers, some mushrooms and onions. We're going to saute those a little bit. We don't want them. We want them a little bit hard. We don't want them too soft. And then we're going to mix together uh, some mayonnaise and some sour cream. And what we're going to do is we're going to split the French bread open, get some good French bread. We're going to spread the mayonnaise and sour cream on the bread. We're going to add a little Worcestershire sauce, a little soy sauce when we when we put all that together. Lay it out on the bread. We're going to lay. Then we're going to saute. Once we get the sautéed uh, vegetables off, we're going to lay those out. Then we're going to get the uh, ribeye steak that's all been charred, and we're going to lay that over the top. And then we're going to put uh, – now, I use provolone cheese. You can use whatever cheese you want. You can use a mixture. I like provolone because it's nice, soft. And then we're going to throw it on the smoker or the grill at 400 for about 10 to 15 minutes. No, I take that back, about 300. We're going to go 300 for about 10 to 15 minutes. So we want that cheese, close the lid. We want the cheese to melt. We want the bread to get nice and crispy. And then you can fold it together, and then you're going to slice it into little pieces, like maybe two, three inches each, and you'll have little sandwiches for tailgate party. Oh, man, that sounds amazing. Right, right. And then and then there's a really quick thing if you want to add some odd juice to it. Uh, Johnny's makes an odd juice that you can make really quick and easy if you want to add odd juice to it. But it is a Philly steak sandwich, so you really don't need it. And uh, you just slice it up, and you've got your little appetizer there for the games. And you can, you know, one loaf could feed probably four or five people and because uh, of what you got in it. And make a couple of those up, and you got a tailgate. Mm, tailgate food. I love tailgate food. Tailgate food. I love tailgate food. <laughs> well, especially Pappy tailgate food. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is, you guys, this is super easy and simple. But do, one other thing, too, do get ribeye. Um, you know, other people can use, like, top sirloin and stuff like that, but that's really not a, a Philly cheesesteak. You know, you really need to get a, a ribeye and have the butcher slice it or do it yourself when you freeze it a little bit. That'll add all the flavor in the world. Boy, it seems like it would be super easy to just have the butcher slice it. Is he going to, he doesn't charge you for that, right? Nope, doesn't charge you for that. Nope, not I mean, at all. That definitely seems like they the way to go. Free. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's uh that I I love uh Philly cheesesteak. That sounds absolutely phenomenal. Um, I I gotta it get really on, I gotta get on that. Yeah, Corey, I think Pappy's <laughs> Pappy's breaking up. I think. <laughs> I oh think. yeah, all of a sudden something's breaking up. Yeah. Well, that's uh that sounds that's a great recipe. We uh we sure appreciate having you on, Pappy. Thank you so much for being with us today. Um, if you have uh if you're listening out there and you haven't had a chance to try Pappy's. Uh, hot dogs you've got to get out and try and they're absolutely phenomenal not like any hot dog you've ever tasted i guarantee it uh when you try it you you will get this this face like you've never had before <gasps> oh that was so good yeah we've had that face yeah Corey has. i definitely <laughs> saw that on Corey's face 
Uh, but you can get Pappy's uh, hot dogs. You can get Pappy dogs at uh, Thriftway, Market of Choice, World Foods. Uh, if you're in the Vancouver area, Chuck's Produce Stand. Um, we've got uh, he's got them in some safe ways and and come in this direction. Um, yes. Mount Hood Meadows. It's the hot dog of choice, right? Right. Of Correct. Mount Hood Meadows. And, uh, and growing and growing and finding more places all the time. If you've got a grocery store by your house and they don't have Pappy Dogs, you can fix that. Get a comment card, fill it out, and let them know we want to get Pappy Dogs uh, in this grocery store so, so that we have them available to us. And uh, you can make a difference. We've seen it happen, um, and you can make a difference. So get out there and try those Pappy Dogs. They're absolutely phenomenal. I have them in my refrigerator right now. I'm out. Are you? <laughs> and uh, and if you're if you're feeling um, if you're feeling adventurous, um, a pappy dog corn dog is absolutely out of this world. It's out of this world. And I, I, I'm here to tell you, I, I've already made them four times, four different times. Pappy dog corn dogs. Amazing. So that's a good idea. It is. It's a great idea. It's not even good. It's amazing. It's an amazing idea. And they taste phenomenal. Make sure you make the corn. Make sure you make the corn batter with buttermilk. It keeps it a little bit thicker and it holds on to the dog better. And then when you put it in the deep fryer, the the cornmeal doesn't come off the dog. That's my little trick. Oh, right. and put the cornmeal inside of a cup, like a regular drinking cup, and then uh, you can. It's taller, so you can get the dog all the way in there, pull it out, and then the cornmeal covers the whole dog. Yeah, I got all kinds of tricks. I've been, I've been doing it for a while. All yeah, right. They're, they're pretty amazing. I mean, you did, maybe some. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks again, Pap, so much for being with us. Have an amazing weekend, and we will talk to you again next week. All right, guys. Thank right. you. Thanks, Thank you. Pap. See you, you later. You know, Pappy should really start making corn dogs for real. I think Pappy should start making everything that I eat. <laughs> I'm it, thinking about. It practically is. I'm thinking about trying to figure out how to hire him as my personal chef. He would do it. I know he would, but I just can't pay him that much money. I need. I need a bigger bank account. You need, better, you need a better radio show. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, we got to go. Don't go away, folks. We'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break. Welcome back, and thanks for staying with us. Today on the show, we've been talking about moving tips. Uh, but once you move into your new pad, you got to organize it. Everybody's going to make their place, their new place, their own, right? The question is, do you make it your own before you move in or before you put all your stuff away? Um, or do you wait until after all your stuff's put away and then have to take it back down to make it to make it your own, right? Yeah, no, you definitely want to do it before. And there's a lot of things you can do to your house to make it more organized, like building shelves in your garage, uh, building storage shelves in your attic. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about attic storage because you can't always just use the attic space in your home as storage, especially if you're storing anything of weight. Um, all 
ceiling joists or roof trusses are designed with a certain capacity. Uh, if you're storing, you know, Christmas gifts or Christmas decorations or, you know, Halloween decorations in there, that's going to be fine. Uh, anything over that, anything probably over 20 pounds per square foot, you could really cause yourself problems, cracking sheetrock, uh, even failure. Yeah, the trusses are made to support the roof that's on top of them. The trusses have a top cord and a bottom cord. And the top cord is designed to carry weight. The bottom cord is not. And so when you go into the attic and you put sheeting down on that bottom cord and start to put weight on there, you can cause that truss to fail. The bottom cords can bow, like you said, sheetrock damage. A lot of things can go wrong. You don't want to put weight up there. You definitely don't want to make a living space out of it or even be walking around up there very much. Uh, unless, of course, they're, the trusses that are in there were designed for that. Right. You know, and, and some people will say to themselves, oh, I can walk up there, no problem. And I weigh, you know, 200 pounds. I can I can easily walk across there. But it's not necessarily about the, the live load that you're putting on there. It's about the load that you're putting on there and it's going to sit there. You know, if you're putting stacks and stacks and stacks of books, you know, you put a few hundred pounds of books in one spot, uh, that's going to cause problems. Yeah, that's one spot where it could fail right underneath that weight. So yeah, you it's have just to not just, invented, intended for that. Yeah, you have to be responsible with what you choose. If you've got a lot of space in your attic, you can put light things up there. Like you said, Christmas decorations and the like. You just don't want to put a lot of weight up there and expect it to perform. If you have a space in your garage or in a barn that you do want to uh, put a loft in or you do want to add storage, it's a good idea to talk to an architect or talk to an engineer. Uh, they can tell you what's required. You could put in a beam. You could put in uh, added joists or, or some sort of support. Uh, that way you can really uh, take advantage of the spaces if you have a big loft area uh, in your garage and you want to put storage up. You can buy uh, storage racks that go above your garage door. Um, those are really handy. Yeah. I really like those. Yeah. Uh, they make trusses that are designed for that. We're not saying that that's not a possibility. Oh, yeah. But yeah. you would need to know that the trusses that you have are indeed trusses that are designed for carrying that weight. They make attic trusses. Um, but that doesn't mean that yours are or not. It's just something you need to look into. Yeah, typically if you have attic trusses, uh, that floor would be sheeted by the builder. He would, he would, or she would, you know, take care of that beforehand. Right. But you mentioned building shelves. You said shelves, shelves in the garage. Really building shelves everywhere. Shelves in the kitchen cabinets, shelves in the bathroom cabinets, shelves in the master closet. Um, all of these things, um, or, or all these places are places where you'll add shelves. Under cabinet pullouts. Yeah, like under your sink, you know, the uh, they make these uh, shelves or drawers that go into, uh, you know, stagnant cabinets like a like under your sink that are designed to pull all the way out and they hold a lot of weight. So that's really a good option if you don't already have them. You can buy them as kits or you can make them. Uh, they're really easy. Uh, another thing for your cabinets in the, inside the kitchen is to put in a Lazy Susan. Oh, yeah. Cabinet space is a premium. Any way that you can optimize it and get the most out of your cabinets is the best way to go. If you've got two shelves in your cabinet, right, uh, but the dishes that you're putting on there aren't reaching up to the top of the next shelf, there's an opportunity 
to put a second shelf in there or something that pulls out just to maximize or a lazy Susan that would allow you to maximize the entire space better. Uh, here's a prime example, Corey, pots and pans. Where do you keep your pots and pans? Uh, they all get jammed into a big drawer. <laughs> yeah. So this is, this is one opportunity. A lot of people like to hang their pots and pans from something above a center island or something uh, sometimes above the stove or, uh, you know, these are the things you want to consider. Where do you want to have these things? Make those adjustments um, before you start putting everything away. Adding shelves or adding a place to hang your pots and pans is another good example. Yeah, don't be afraid too if you have things, uh, appliances or rarely used items like, uh, let's say, the good china. Don't be afraid to store it elsewhere. You know, somewhere else in the house that's not necessarily in the kitchen. You don't have to keep, you know, the Thanksgiving uh, sets all in your kitchen cupboards. Yeah, the electric Especially turkey, if you don't have room. The electric turkey carver. Well, Pappy uh, said don't use that. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> that doesn't mean people don't have them. <laughs> true. Find a place to put it. Uh, you know, those big platters that you only use at, at larger uh, events or gatherings. You can definitely find another place to put that stuff when you're um, when you're moving into your kitchen. Um, keep your appliances you use every day on top of the counter, but find a place for the other ones. Right? You got to keep your coffee maker out. Corey's got to have coffee every day uh, with his toast, so he needs his toaster out, and of course his rice cooker, which he also uses every day. This is Corey has coffee, toast, and rice every day. <laughs> well, yeah. Or something like that, yeah. Um, prioritize the appliances that you need to have and, and put the other ones away. Now's probably a good time to go through when you're putting things away to see if you have duplicate items. If you have the same uh, repetitive things that uh, you don't need. You know, if you got 12 spatulas. I have at least four spatulas. <laughs> figure out the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. <laughs> and Not rubber spatulas. I don't think you can have too many rubber spatulas. I but, agree. You know, the spatulas for flipping burgers, right? Uh, yeah, getting rid of duplicate items. If you didn't already do that with your donations or your garage sale ahead of time, uh, definitely this is the time to do that. Uh, yeah, so uh, next thing on my list, you know, when organizing the kitchen, use see-through jars. You know, some sometimes we have these jars, like in our kitchen, we have these jars that aren't see-through, and they have like these little uh, cool little labels that you write on. But unfortunately, they get wiped off all the time. So these opaque, non-see-through jars are full of, like, rice. And they sit there. And we go, do we have any rice? And we're looking and looking. No, I don't see any. That's what I do. My wife yeah. always yells at me because she says, move things, but I don't want to. Yeah, you might so have to move Open something. the cabinet I've, I've and look. I've heard that a lot, yeah. But, uh, you know, if you store it in something clear, it makes it easy to see. That's a good, um, a good way to organize. Here's another one. The back of your cabinet door is a great place to hang things. You can get those little um, command strips, right? It's just a little sticky thing. Stick it on the back of the door. You've little got hooks, hooks yeah. and you can hang um, teaspoons or tablespoons or uh, measuring cups. All hang on those little uh, hooks on the back of the door. That's a great tip. Yeah, I've actually even seen where they put a few of them on there and store the lids to your pots and pans. Yes. Yeah, that's a good idea. Right on the back of the doors. Another good tip in the pantry is to use those uh, those metal can stackers. You know, if you've got several cans of beans, you can put them in this uh, little contraption that's made out of metal, and it's almost like a like a twelve pack of Coke that you put in your refrigerator <laughs> sideways. Yeah, they you kinda, pull one out, and the next one rolls right they, into place. Exactly, they make them for cans, so you can put all your corn together and all your 
You're corn, Tony, you just eat a lot of cream corn, so you can put all that together. <laughs> I'm a green beans guy, but I'll tell you what, I keep five or six cans of green beans, five or six cans of corn in my pantry all the time. It's a staple in my house. Yeah, no, those can stackers are great. Yeah, those are, those are all very good ideas. Remember that uh, when you move into your new place, you're going to want to make it your own. It's not going to be exactly what you want. Plan to make these changes beforehand. We're out of time, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you have really good luck with your next move and tune in and we'll talk to you again. See you next week. Bye.